Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, hey. 
Hello. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, what's going on, bro? Oh, uh, you know, not much. Just waiting around. Just chilling. <laughs> just kind of yeah. hanging around. Just, you know, hey, chilling. you know, just go just hang around and wait for the game to start, you know. Enjoying, <laughs> enjoying the longest week. Been waiting since, what, Sunday? Line. You know? He's been waiting since, 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 since Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> since Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, really, right? That's true. Since Thursday. You got you got your you got your Terry Bradshaw shirt on and your terrible towel, and you've been sitting there yeah. in the same spot since Thursday. The Thanksgiving <laughs> leftovers are gone. They're gone. <laughs> Came on Thanksgiving, and I don't even have the fucking leftovers left. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, it's it's um. I didn't, you know, I couldn't even, I couldn't even in good conscience put together an agenda for the show when every time, I, every time my, my phone vibrated, it was them telling me that the, the, another game had been moved and just like, what the heck is going on? Everything, you know, we move, you guys were on the phone, you know, we moved the show. We were supposed to be watching football right now and moved the show to Wednesday so that we could watch the Steelers and the Ravens tonight. No, no. No, 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 hang tight, no. When, and then, you know, the kick in the butt is, you know, it's an NBC game, and NBC moved it to Wednesday afternoon as to not mess with the tree lighting ceremony Wednesday night. <laughs> Man, priorities. They didn't want to take away from the tree lighting ceremony, so let's do it Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. Because no one gives a damn about Young and the Restless. But we gotta have a tree lighting <laughs> ceremony tomorrow night. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm tickled. I'm tickled to death by the fact that on Wednesday afternoon at 20 minutes to four, there will be a live, very important, by the way, NFL football game. <laughs> I mean, I mean, am I like I'm, I'm not even done working at that time? It's at what three forty Eastern? Three forty. Yeah. They can't. Yeah. Can't interfere with the lights. Rockefeller Center got to turn on the Christmas tree tomorrow night. So we got to do the game early because that that's one of their most popular shows of the of the season. Why well, I don't know why you know that's such a big deal, but. Apparently it is. Got to have the Christmas. Got to have the big Christmas tree. Everybody got to turn on and watch the big Christmas tree light up again. I'm sorry, she looks the same every year. If you ask me, but what do I know? Um, got me rearranging my whole work schedule for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So uh, I'm gonna start with you, K Star. You know, what do you think? Uh, and, and honestly, I mean. You know, let's let's take a look at this. Dude. You know, we've got COVID and, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson um, isn't going to play. I guess you guys are going to have to deal with RG3. Although I hear now since the Cowboy game that was supposed to be Thursday night originally, talk about, you know, waiting, is now being pushed to next Tuesday against the, the very same Ravens team. And reportedly, that's enough time for Lamar Jackson to get back. I mean, this is – you can't make this season up. Everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. So you guys who are in first place undefeated 
you ain't got to worry about playing Lamar Jackson tomorrow. But the Cowboys, who suck butt, we're going to be just in time for Lamar Jackson to come back and play. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that lovely? But anyway, what are your thoughts on all of the moving around and, and the COVID impact on the NFL season? And, you know, I'll start with UK Star. What, what, are, what, are, what are your thoughts on I'm making kind of light of it, but I guess part of it is not funny. And part of it is absolutely hilarious to me. So, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, so, I mean, I guess on a positive note, you can, you know, the NFL hasn't had to cancel any games, but we're getting really close. The Ravens are really testing that, really pushing the boundaries. You know, what I don't understand, I'm kind of moving games around a bit, not to Wednesday. That's, that's fucking stupid. Um, what I don't understand is if the Ravens kept catching these COVID positive cases, why, why not have them forfeit? Where's the punishment? Like, I know on one hand I just said that, you know, good for the NFL for not having to cancel any games. But, I mean, I'm sure the Broncos would have loved it after a few days. They didn't have any quarterback to field on Sunday, you know. Um, and the Ravens are just getting six extra days added, you know, to uh, to play a game. You know, it's almost a week. Yeah, there, there will not be a forfeit due to COVID. You can, you can yeah. get that. No, I know, I know, but it's re- it's crazy that the Ravens are getting these double what seems to be let me say that what seems to be double standard when you know the Broncos were just forced to play a game without a quarterback. Um, so that on that end is frustrating. I guess I don't really understand the thought process. Um, as a fan, it's frustrating because we just want to fucking play these guys and get it over with. You know, ready on Thanksgiving, ready on Sunday, ready tonight. Now, tomorrow, during the work day. Okay. Um, so, I mean, good for you, folks, for not having to cancel the games, but it's just, it's just, um, we've been running mostly smooth for a bit. We had the early week four stuff happen, which involved my Steelers. We seem to be playing these teams that are just catching COVID right before they got to play us. Very interesting. Um, first the Titans, now the Ravens, and we lost a bye already because of it. So, it's frustrating, but. No, no, man. I, it, it is what it is. It's the COVID year. So I knew there was going to be some crazy stuff yeah. happening this year. I just didn't, re- I just didn't realize it's all going to affect the Steelers, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not totally clear on the difference in the Broncos situation and the Ravens situation. I'm, I'm not totally clear why, um, I, I, you know, the Broncos, you know, the game wasn't delayed and they were still forced to play and – had to bring this guy in off the practice squad through one, you know, completed one pass, I think, the whole day or whatever. I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I think for me, that to me, regardless of whether, uh, you know, from what I'm hearing, it was valid and something to do with competitive advantage. And I don't know, I got to go back and research it. I don't know. If you want you guys know, please fill me in. But, for me, when you water down the game like that, we, we have a problem now. Like, I'm all about, I understand COVID, trust me. We all understand COVID. And I have been saying all along, wow, you know, what competitive games we've had considering no training camp, considering no preseason, a very little training camp, no preseason, you know, and, and – Obviously, the NFL can't do what the NBA did and just go in a bubble. It's, it's, it's a different kind of game. You can't really do that. Um, 
and and you know in the beginning of the season it really hadn't been positive tests there was a couple here you know but you know it started off like wow you know kudos to the nfl well now it just you get this it just feels like it's falling apart and they're doing everything they can to not have to add another week on to the season understood that understand that because the domino effect of adding another week is it's, it's expensive and it's you know it could lead to having to move the uh the super bowl which is not something you want to do but when you have a game where a team can't even play, I mean, Denver couldn't even, I mean, come on, you know, you know, I could have done this crazy now, but (laughs) it's ridiculous. Now, now the product is effective now. Now I have a problem. And, And why was Denver forced to play that game without a quarterback? You know, when you're postponing every other game under the sun, you know, but, this game, they don't postpone, and Denver, I guess, was okay with it because they went got this dude to play quarterback. He was probably pretty happy. Like, hey, I ain't got nothing to lose. Imagine he went in there and lit it up. Imagine that. But anyway, um, you know, now when you put that inferior product on the field, actually, we should maybe the Cowboys should look at signing that guy. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, you know, it, it becomes it, it becomes a problem. You know, you still want quality football to some degree, and that was that was not quality football. I mean, Taysom Hill played well because he is a quarterback, but I mean, you know, Denver, um, it was it was it was not quality. Um, but JB, you got any thoughts on this? Uh, I'm probably in the minority with all of it. I didn't have a problem with them continuing to play because, based upon what I heard, it was uh, the, one of the quarterbacks was I guess he had tested positive and the other three quarterbacks were in close proximity to him but without masks very careless with how they were conducting themselves and and I think that's different from what the Ravens are dealing with the Ravens are dealing with something just an outbreak something that you can't control and from what I what I heard it hasn't been anything where folks have been careless it's just because you don't know who has it and who doesn't it's hard to say uh, if you're following protocol and doing everything you can do and you still catch it, you still catch it. But with the Broncos quarterback situation, it seemed like they were very lackadaisical with it based upon what I've heard so far. And uh, I, I don't have a problem with them still playing the game because they're, they put themselves in that position to be lax with how to handle the, the situation at hand. Um, I mean, if there were to ever be a time to cancel a game, forfeit, um, that would be the one because of the fact that they were being extremely lax. It's not a matter of one team just catching it and following protocol and just fall on bad luck. Um, they were like, without masks in close proximity to one another. But the league is trying to just get all these games in, and it's just going to be a hodgepodge situation moving forward where you, you're already – past the halfway point you've been able to dodge several bullets you've had one team um have an outbreak i think i can't remember which team it was but i think they were found negligent too um early in the year thank you um and then you had coaches also that were fine because they weren't wearing masks on the sideline so um they managed to weather that storm and now everybody understands what needs to be done and now you've got a second wave that second wave has hit 
our own regular population, not even the, the sports um, side of the equation, just regular folks like the four of us, we've been having to be uh, exposed to seeing these surges uh, across the country. So at some point it's going to trickle on down to even the players. So hopefully they'll be able to continue. Um, is it unfortunate? Yeah, it, it is because it does throw off folks schedule. And I, I get all of that, but um, I think if they can get through these games without folks and, and the other part of this, thankfully no one has become seriously ill. The biggest issue that we face with, with this, pandemics that folks are actually dying and thankfully to this point we haven't had anybody from what i've heard let me let me let me let me jump in for a minute though i want to i want to back up so what you're saying is i just want to make sure i understand you because i'm not sure i'm following the ravens followed protocol so the games get postponed the Broncos did not follow protocol, so the game gets played. Is that is that what your belief is? Is that what you're hearing? That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. So, so, and I'm not disputing that that may not be. That sounds like that could be fact. But my problem is the Ravens follow protocol, and what what are we talking about? Nineteen members of the Ravens catch tested positive, or or either combination of tested positive and were in contact. Maybe they didn't all test positive, but there was, I think, 19 or 20 members of the team and the, and the coaching staff, a total of 19 or 20, if the last count I heard. And they followed protocol. The Broncos do not follow protocol and four members. Like, to me, ain't there something wrong with the protocol? So the team that followed protocol, you allow them to postpone, but they get hit harder than the team that didn't follow protocol. And because they didn't follow protocol, y'all got to still play. Like, I, I'm not – and I just think at you, Jay, I'm just, you know, I'm just repeating what what you're saying that you heard, and I'm not disputing it. But to me, I, I, if the whole goal is safety, if that's the goal is safety, and if this, and the goal is I want to get these games played, and you go through all this trouble to move all these other games, I still don't understand why the Broncos in the NFL would be forced to play with no quarterback. When another team followed your air quotes protocol, they followed it and got more sick than the Broncos who didn't. They got more, more, you know, between the positive test and the people that were in contact that needed to quarantine, their numbers were worse, and they followed your protocol. Maybe your protocol is fucked up. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the NFL deserves – I don't think the fans – I don't think we are the ones who fund the NFL. We, me, you, all of y'all, everybody listening, everybody out there, we fund the NFL. Think about it. What money does the NFL get that isn't fan-generated? TV ads? Well, who watches TV? That would be us. Corporate sponsors? Well, who patronizes the corporate sponsors? That would be us. Ticket sales? Need I say more. Food sales? Need I say more. Merchandise sales? Need I say more. Like, the money that you are trying to preserve, because we know that this is a multi-billion dollar corporation, this money is Unless I'm missing something, 
100% fan generated. And yet, you were fine, Mr. and Mrs. NFL, putting that garbage on the field and subjecting Broncos fans. I ain't a Broncos fan. I could give a shit as a Broncos fan, but I'm a football fan. And that's just, here you go. Here you go, New Orleans. We're just going to give you this win. Here you go. Because, you know, there was no way that Denver had a chance. They were going to lose anyway. But let's give them a fighting chance. And you could postpone every other game. Multiple times, moving this. Look at, look at what happened since Thanksgiving, since the day before Thanksgiving, when we got the word that the Steeler game was getting moved. And look at how many times the Steeler game has been moved. And the Cowboy-Raven game has been moved. And other games around the league has been, has been moved. And I'm sure there's more coming because they don't want to move to 18 weeks. And we're moving games around. But this game – oh, well, we're going to go ahead and play that game because they broke the rules or they didn't wear a mask or whatever. I, I just – I don't see it myself. I I, I understand you got to have protocols. And, but, man, this is this is, a, so, this is a weird year. So This team should not have been forced to play that game. But so I think, I, so well, even though I, um, I, um, I, I do somewhat agree with your argument, T. Earlier. Oh. Let me just finish. Let me finish what I was saying earlier. Yeah. Uh, in response to that, um, to, to use your, your basically some of your own statements, I would force them to play because you are without your starting quarterback because you did not follow the protocol. That's that's more along the lines of I guess in air quotes of punishment because if I if I push the game back and allow you to get healthy, now what are we saying? You got a team now that didn't follow protocol. We're gonna post. We're gonna push the game out so that everybody now can be healthy again so that they can play the game when it was their lack of following protocol to begin with, which is what caused this whole quarterback outbreak in the room, make them play. They didn't follow what they're supposed to. And, and, and on top of that, you had mentioned about putting a horrible product on the field. I remember us at the quarter point of the, of this season applauding the fact that we actually did have pretty good um, product out there in, in light of what we're dealing with this pandemic. I said that already, though. Yeah, but that's not the case now. That, I, as the, if you had heard what I said, I said at the beginning I was applauding the NFL that we had a good – considering there was no training camp and considering there was no preseason and we still had high-quality games. I can't say that now. That's not a high-quality game. And to address your other point – this is not hey, normal. This is COVID. This is not, that's my point, though. This ain't the time to be punishing a team. Okay, they made a mistake. Got it. Slap them on the wrist. Say, hey, guys, now you see why we have these protocols in place. Because you got another team that follows the protocol, and they got hit even worse. So what good is your fucking protocol? It ain't helping anybody. Like, is, what is the point here? If, if, the point, if the point is to keep people safe, then why did you force them to play the game? Is that not the main point here? We're trying to keep everybody safe. They got COVID. Postpone the game like you did every, just freaking about every other game where people tested positive, you put them on the COVID list, you look to see what they had for a lineup, and said, oh, we're going to have to postpone the game. You shut down practices, oh, can't practice because you had COVID. 
but you treat this team differently as if this is just something that we deal with every year. This is just normal. This is just how football is. This is a this is not a common year. Cut the, you know, we, we, we've had enough issues with this damn disease. Now you want to punish this team? Okay, they didn't they didn't wear a mask in the meeting room. Okay. The other team did. <laughs> how good how'd that work out for them? You know, this is this is unusual situation. I don't think it's the time to send messages and try to be a disciplinarian. This ain't the time. You let them know, hey, send them a warning. Hey, man, you, know, you see why we had these protocols in place. Y'all got to make sure you follow the rules, all right? I'm sure ain't nobody over there going to say, oh, we still ain't going to wear a mask. I just, I just might, hey, maybe I'm, in, I, maybe I'm in the minority. I don't get it. And that's why folks were getting fined earlier in the year for not following protocol. You look at Tomlin got fined, Greedy got fined. So that, that was those warning shots that had already been sent out. And from what I'm hearing with the Broncos situation, it was isolated to those quarterbacks. Nobody else had tested positive. And I think it was one quarterback tested positive, and because of the, the close proximity and, and not having the mask on, that's when everybody got uh, taken off the field and was put on that COVID um restrictive list so i think the main objective is yes keep everybody healthy and right on top of that get all the games played those those are the main yeah i get it get the game played postpone that game like you postponed every other game that's all i'm saying is you know you force this team to go play without a quarterback that's just giving that's just giving them a loss that's just saying there you go we know you're gonna lose i yeah, all right. And, and I'll go back to Good. the same thing. It, it, it Maybe the issue truly is protocol because if the Broncos have followed protocol and they just end up having an outbreak that started off with the quarterback and maybe it ended there, they probably would have their games pushed back just like the Ravens. But when you're lackadaisical and you don't follow protocol, that's what they're saying. Yeah, but let's, let's, like- let's, let's, come on. let's cut to the chase. If you wear a mask, it is highly unlikely that you're going to get or transmit COVID. Okay. That's what the medical professionals have been saying for months. So I'm not buying that the Ravens followed protocol. I'm not buying, I'm buying that they're not admitting that someone broke protocol, but I ain't buying it. Somebody fucked up for that number of people to either have caught it or to have to be quarantined because they came in contact with somebody. The Broncos, so, to me, get penalized for being honest. Go ahead, Trey. I, so, I know you've been trying to get in here. Yeah. So, from what I've heard, because um, I, I, I was this, I was trying to intently listen when uh, when they did someone a couple of they were discussing the difference between the two. Um, from what I understand, uh, the reason for the postponement of the Ravens game was due to the fact that it was it was considered an outbreak. Yeah, I don't I didn't hear anything about they followed protocol correctly. I may have missed that part as that was said, but I well, what I understand it was it was an out it was an outbreak and if they didn't postpone, I mean the only other thing they could have did was forfeit it uh to prevent from going to a week to a week 18. Um but it was an outbreak versus a contained situation. Um, I do, however, agree agree with you on just putting a competitive product on the field. But when I look back to see all the cases where they have 
postponed games, it's been it seems like it's been towards the situations where they're trying to minimize uh an outbreak versus, you know, the isolated individuals that end up going on the reserve COVID COVID list. In this particular case it was four <laughs> it was all four quarterbacks, which is like, well, damn <laughs> that team is not gonna do but run the wildcat all game. <laughs> so Right. Um, and and you know, I, yeah. we're not we're playing around with terminology of an outbreak. Right. We're playing around with terminology. Bottom line is somebody didn't have a mask on and came in contact with COVID-19. Somehow no, I'm not I, protected. Well, uh, that's right. That's well, that's that's different. Well, out, outbreak means that they they had they cannot contain they cannot contain it down to just a specific individuals, which means that now the whole team is in jeopardy versus specific individuals. That's what happened with the Tennessee with the Tennessee Titans early on in the season. It was it was literally a breakout. It was it, it literally an outbreak versus a containment. How, hmm? how does the outbreak start? Well, I I think as far I think they're they're the reason for postponing it is kind of regardless of how it starts. It's more or less if we don't if they can't play a game because they have an outbreak. Right, but my my point my point is when you label it an outbreak, to me it's you're playing on words because you have a group of people that it started with one person. You may not know who it is, but it started somewhere, and people are testing positive or in contact with people that are testing positive. You had Denver, who someone tested positive, and then the other people in the room were in contact with someone testing positive. Now, to me, the difference that the NFL is saying is, well, they knew better and they didn't. So we're going to punish them because they were supposed to protect themselves and they didn't. So y'all going to have to go ahead and play. But y'all, y'all the, the, the belief is they did the right thing. Well, no, they did not do the right thing is my contention. If you're well, I don't, know, disease, I don't know if they did. I don't know if they did or didn't do the right thing. But I don't think it's a play on words between an outbreak versus that, 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 that's 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 what that's how I that's how I'm looking at. Well, it. but but you're you're catching it from somewhere, and when you caught it, you were not protected. Well, yeah, you're you're, right? you're going. I, I haven't you, caught yeah. it yet. Right? You, I haven't you're been going, exposed. Yeah, I haven't I, caught it because you know I get what I'm you're going so, back to so, the. I get you're going back to the how, but. If they can't, if they can't trace it to, you know, four or five people and, and contain those four or five, then now your whole team is is kind of in a in a in a predicament. And I think but that's it wasn't the, the whole team. They had a list of, but it's not the whole team. They had a list of people that they said these are the people we have tested positive. And then we have COVID lists because you came in contact. It wasn't the whole team. It wasn't we're just shutting down the whole team because we don't know. And there's no, it wasn't. There's it a was, very, but it there's was the a same, number. It was the same situation as the Tennessee Titans early in the season. They actually had a number. They had a number yeah. of people, but they wanted. But instead of playing that game and 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 getting the possibility of even further outbreak, they chose to postpone. So that they could, so that they could basically narrow it down, and and have players testing positive because of you know their their protocol requires 
players test positive so many days in a row. So I, don't know, I, I look at it as them trying to prevent a further spread versus trying to punish one team over another. I, I emphatically disagree because this disease, you can't, none of us can say that they can be, that you can ever be 100% sure who has it and who doesn't, clearly, just based on what we've seen with this disease over the last eight or nine months. And for them to say, well, we, we know that it was just the quarterback room at this point. No, you don't. You have no idea because, because you can test someone two days later that tested negative and they test positive. So you don't know. So you think you have a outbreak, using your word, here, so you postpone the game for further testing. But over here, you have people admitting that they didn't wear a mask, and you make them play. But you still don't know. And I think it does matter that it affected that team's ability to put a competitive product on the field. Because this isn't normal. This isn't like, you know, guys went out and, you know, on their bye week and went to Cabo and partied and, you know, got sick and came back with, you know, the, 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 the Mexican, you know, flu. This is, this is unusual. This is special circumstances. And I, I think, you know, to, to distinguish and say, well, you know, over here, and I'm going to go back to what I, what I originally heard, well, y'all could have done something about it and, and didn't, you know, because Drew Locke and those guys apologized and all that, and that's great. But these guys here followed protocol, and that this is what I heard. I don't think that's how I don't I don't think that that's the message that should have been sent. I think you should if you're gonna listen. It's a new year. It's a different year. And I did commend the NFL to begin the season to put a competitive product in the field. But for them to allow that garbage to go out in the field under any excuse is inexcusable to me. There's no reason for that. You know, Cowboys had um, Andy Dalton get COVID, but Andy Dalton was already out. He was hurt, concussion protocol, so he already wasn't in contact with the team. So he was one player. So the Cowboys were forced to go and, you know, figure that out. And they did. But these guys didn't have, didn't have the ability to go do that. How you gonna make a guy? How you gonna make to go higher? It was on the practice squad. He was over there serving burgers from McDonald's two weeks ago. Now he's on the practice squad because he played quarterback in high school. And we're gonna throw you in the game to play quarterback. That is, that is obviously ashamed of stuff for that. It should, it should have been something that allowed that team an opportunity to either one. What happened to increase ninety people rosters? Now, that could be Denver's fault. I, I, I can't blame the NFL necessarily for that. But wasn't that the whole purpose of 90 people rosters to have extra people? Instead of 53, we had 90 rosters. So, so COVID and all that. Like, I just – I don't understand, and I don't I – don't, I appreciate you guys' thoughts on it, and I value your opinions on it. And I hope you value mine on, like, train a couple weeks ago. Didn't I, I hope you all value it today. Um, but I well, think I, I like I told you I I um I don't disagree with your argument as far as competitive product because the way I see it is, um, 
the propose the postponement of a game is the is a choice based on in on NFL. They may have been following. Uh, well, if we have an outbreak, we'll we'll postpone. Um, but you, they could have. Uh, it's it's in their total control. They they can make the choice. No different than they make the choice of suspending one guy for four games and another guy for six games and another guy for one year. You could, you can make the choice to say, right. hey, you know what? Let's just kick this can down the road. See if the other three guys can test positive uh, X amount of days in a row, and we'll play this game on Tuesday, you know, some, something like that. They could have they done that. So I don't disagree. Right. I, I will say I do not disagree with your argument for putting a competitive uh, product on the field. I don't disagree with that at all. Right, and, and I think that's my point is I get we're past bye weeks now, so, you know, the ability to move games – at this point, are, you know, is, is more difficult. I get that they don't want to go to an 18th week for a lot of business reasons and a lot of difficulty that they would. But, I mean, you know, you, you're running out. I mean, damn it, you're at the last day of the NFL week tomorrow and you got a game played. You know, you're at the last day and you got a game played, being played. You know, like you, I think they're going to have to come to some sort of – they're going to have to – I hope they already have a plan in place because at this point, they're not going to finish the season on time. It's unlikely. So we're saying now, after this weekend, after everything that we've experienced just this past weekend, and we're not anticipating any more COVID issues for the rest of the year, and as JB said earlier, the NFL is just a microcosm of what we're all dealing with here. We're all trying to stay safe and wear a mask and, you know, and it trickled into the NFL like every other, like it did the White House, like it's done everywhere else. So isn't it likely that we're just obviously just spitballing here, but it's likely that we're going to get more tests and these guys trying to push these games out. I mean, the Cowboys game is next Tuesday. First time, 60 years of Cowboy Dallas Cowboys football. First time games being played on a Tuesday. They, 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 it's going to get to the point where you go, they go, I hope they're going to have a plan for that 18th week. And frankly, I, I would almost say y'all maybe should have had that plan, you know, earlier in the season. Just kind of had that contingency plan. Now you're not sitting there pressured to play. Freaking Ravens and Steelers got a plan. I mean, poor Steelers. Y'all been ready to play since last Thursday. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Twice yeah, I mean, the I've been sitting there with his Bradshaw shirt, a terrible towel. Yeah. Ain't showered in a week. Mm, so that's what's coming to my, my my girlfriend texted me that um that the the lighting is very important. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, yeah, if you say so, Lena, the, the lighting, the lighting, the tree lighting is very important. Okay. I don't well, I it, think but, I, yeah. I, I I hope that they do have a plan, but I think be, between not knowing what's around the corner and having basically the, the final few weeks of the season coming up, now you've opened up Pandora's box by pushing this game out to a Wednesday, which then pushes other games out to a Tuesday the following week. Um you you reach a point of no return. And right now right. all we is put on our seatbelts and hang on for the ride because You've got the holidays coming up now. We we just had Thanksgiving. We got Christmas. 
Some folks are traveling. Some folks aren't. And and to make matters worse, there's different. Let's just put the NFL to the side for a second. There's different protocols in place for for each state. So not even the states are basically in agreement. For what Connecticut does there, Georgia's doing something different down here. So if you've got that much difference, I want to even use the term confusion because it probably applies. You got that much confusion going on on a state by state basis, or maybe even a county by county basis, which is true. And now you're trying to finish up an NFL season. Yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty tough to have anything resemble anything that looks like normal from this point forward. So whatever plans they had, they probably just scrapped them and they just got to wing it from here on out. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that kind of that's kind of my point is, you know, okay, maybe that's true. They had, you know, and you gotta they gotta play it by ear and all of that. And I think because of what we're dealing with and the complexity of it, let's not let you know for crying out loud, let us not have another Denver where a team can't even put, you know, I mean. You know, I, I would have been fine if they had to put their backup, their third string, their fourth string. Hey, that's fine. You know, promote someone, a true quarterback from the practice squad to play, not a wide receiver that you just signed who played quarterback in high school and never played in the NFL. You know, something, no. I, I would have been fine if they had – all of that would have been fine because that's part of the game. That's what Dallas is going through. Right now, you know, we got Andy back, but we had to go to Ben, and we had to go. So we had to go to our fourth on the depth chart. It would have been the fourth quarterback. So I'm okay with that because that's football. But, you know, when it's COVID, I just think there needs to be a little, you know, like, come on, guys. We, you know, this thing is, this thing is, this thing is terrible. And, um, you know, okay, the quarterbacks, they made a mistake. They're human. They, they, they made a misjudgment. Now the whole team suffered, the fan base suffered, you know, it's just not worth it to me. Just come on, guys. That's that's my appeal to the NFL. No more of that. That's just a shame. Well, it's just a shame. And if you think about it from NFC fans' perspective, I mean, imagine being a Buccaneers fan, right? You're in the division with the Saints, and basically they get handed a free win. That's right. <laughs> Right. That sucks. Right. That, exactly. Um, I mean, the, the domino effect of that decision, and, and this isn't baseball, 162 games. Basketball, 82, although I think this season they're doing 72 games. But still, you know, yeah. those, those seasons have built-in night offs. So there's built-in where you know, you know, uh, what they call a load management, night off. You don't, you know, there's plenty of games. And I thought 16 games, that's it. Every game matters. You can't do that. Baseball actually only had 60 this past season. Well, they, yeah, this they season, cut. yeah, I'm just saying. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they got blindsided because this game up in March, you know. So, yeah. Right. But I'm just saying a normal season, 162 games, football, 16 games, every game matters. You can't – there's no game you can take off. There's no game where you can just not show up and be okay. Every game matters. It's a short season, the shortest of all the major sports. And like K-Star said, you know, you have a team that's trying to compete for a playoff spot and you just handed the Saints another victory. To be kind of just based off of that, at least give them a chance to get the field and not take the game away from them. But at the point, it does count. 
And we always say, you say at the end of this, uh, end of every show, all fees are settled on the field. And, and granted, you go out there, you don't have a quarterback. You have to get someone off the practice squad that's a wide receiver. We don't know if that's the fault of the Broncos managing the, the players correctly or not. But uh, with every game counting, get him out and see what happens. Yeah, but I, I just I don't agree with that for this year because this is unusual circumstances. I don't think you can use conventional thinking for an unusual. We have a worldwide pandemic. This ain't just the United States. This is a worldwide pandemic. The numbers as we sit here right now are as bad as they've ever been. We have the White House, don't know what the hell they're doing, could care less. The nation's leadership could care less about COVID. We have uh, 2,000 deaths a day from this disease. Like, this is not normal. And I think we can't use, the NFL can't use conventional thinking for this. Well, they knew better. Okay, maybe under Uh-oh. any other circumstance in the NFL previously, you could say, well, this is the way it is. You knew better, so you got you to gotta face the fight for it. Not this year. Not under these circumstances. People dying every day. You know, millions and millions of people getting sick with this thing every day. Come on. You got to cut people some slack. Okay, they, they fucked up. Guy didn't take his mask. You know, he didn't. He went in the meeting room and didn't. You know, didn't wear his mask. Okay, we understand. He should have known better. You know, but so you know, so you send him a note. You know, you you warn him. You talk to the owner. You talk to the general manager. You say, hey, look, guys, this is not okay. You know, we're dealing with a pandemic here. This is not okay. But to for it to be extent to what happened where they had to go and, and do what they had to do to just go out on the field. It's an embarrassment. This is professional football. This ain't flag football. You don't put that garbage on the field. It just, I, you know, I, like I said, if they had a, 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 any of their regular quarterbacks could have played and say three of them were down and they only had, okay, all, under any other, that I would have said, okay, but they're all their quarterbacks are down because of the pandemic. This isn't normal. NFL be smarter. This isn't common. People are going to make mistakes. It happens. The Ravens didn't make any mistakes. And we're moving that game three times. How do you think, the, how do you think that's fair to the Steelers? They didn't do nothing. You know, they, they can't play football. Let's go. Let's play. I mean, you got their players on Instagram talking about, I ain't even going to say nothing because I know I'm going to get fined. You think they're happy <laughs> about this? You know? Nope. But we're doing it. We're moving the game, and we're penalizing and punishing the Steelers. But we got to do it, right? So why couldn't we? You know what I mean? Like, I don't – I just don't think it's consistent regardless. I don't think this is – I don't think you get in the – I mean, hey – I guess if these guys went out on the town the night before and were videotaped going bar hopping and drinking and partying and not wearing masks, all right, maybe, all right, maybe blatant disrespect, like just blatant. But from what I understand, they were in a meeting room and they didn't have a mask on. Like, really? Really? That's a, that egregious that we're going to put the, you know, we're going to make them do this? I, I don't see it. I don't. I, I, I don't. And if more information comes out later that we're not aware of and thus the penalty or thus, uh, you know, train says it's not a penalty, but thus the decision 
okay, I'll be the first one to come back on and say, okay, I was wrong. But based on what I know, I just think the NFL has got to be, got to be better. I think they, I don't, I don't, I don't agree. That's that's where I'm at. Sounds like they mask. Sounds like they mask. They mask shame the Broncos. An example out of them, but hurts a lot of other teams. Well, maybe this whole process was just flawed right from the beginning. Maybe with the NBA, showing how we can't say that it's December, man. We haven't post. We haven't canceled any games yet. I mean, it sucks right now, but we're three months in. We haven't canceled any games. Uh, the protocol, for most part, seems like it's been going okay right now, which is look, look inconvenient at, because you, of these I'm cases sorry, spiking. MSNBC, have MSNBC on right now, right now, live. Caption underneath this guy talking is, U.S. hospitalizations continue record-breaking surge. This live, as we speak, if anybody out there listening, you turn on this, some guy speaking, I don't know who he is, but, you know, some dude, um, and that's what they have on as their caption. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, case. But I'm just saying this is what we're dealing with, and we're gonna we're gonna yeah, think know, we're gonna say it, it. We're dealing with something we've never had to deal with in our lifetimes. Let's cut a little slack here. Is my point? Come on, let's. You know. Anyway, you. I'm sorry, yeah. case. I know I interrupted you. No, I, I agree. I think right now we're just seeing kind of a correlation between um, really bad timing cases and hospitalization and some. Cases pop up in the NFL doesn't mean that protocol has been bad. It just means it's I mean it's impossible to contain this thing, and I think they're probably just going to move around games as best as they can to keep the competitive um, product as best they can on the field. And maybe if they want to get penalized, just do it through the draft and um, try to get these games out uh, with the optimal competitive nature that they can, in spite of the pandemic. Well, we, we keep talking yeah, about. I mean, and that's, that seems to be the one word that keeps flying around here. And, you know, like I was trying to say before K-Star jumped in, is maybe this was just a process doomed from the very beginning, and we were just getting by on God's grace and I up until this point. I think the NBA of, of all leagues did probably the best job because they placed everybody in the bubble. I'm not saying that the NFL had to do the same thing, but there was a, a fair amount of success that the NBA had. I don't know if they had checked into that to see what the feasibility would have been or what have you, but obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. You can't go back and redo anything right now. They're just doing the best that they can with everything that they have. And I've heard everybody's opinion on it, and it's all, all of it's valid. But the bottom line purely is this. No one really has a true game plan as to what to do. They're just trying to get by with, by the seat of our pants to get stuff done. And and like I had said earlier, of anything, if they if, if there was going to be any decision outside of allowing them to play, the next thing I would have said would forfeit because of what they've done. So um, there's really not a whole lot more that can be done at this point. There's just going to be a lot of schedule changes moving forward because of this major change that's, that's taking place now. Yeah, you, you move the game. You don't forfeit. You move the game. And if you can't move it in the same week for whatever reason, then okay, NFL, then get on your giddy up and you figure it out. You move the game. You know, I mean, if you want to find people because they made mistakes, that's fine. Then take the money that you're finding people because of COVID. Make sure you donate it to the local homeless shelter, Feeding America, or something that, that helps this pandemic and how it's affected our country. 
my opinion. Okay, you know, are we what, what exactly are we trying to accomplish here? You know, if, if we're trying to accomplish getting through a season, then get off of this, um, you know, this, this rigid, we don't want to go past 17 weeks. I don't care how much money you can afford it, NFL. They can afford it, okay? If it means you got to move to Super Bowl, and I get it, okay? I'm a business person. I get it. it, it move, you know, they moved the damn Olympics, <laughs> okay? The Olympics are moved a year. You don't think that costs some money? So, you know, the Olympics worldwide moved it an entire year. You can, move to, you can move to Super Bowl a week or two if you needed to. You could extend the week, the season a week or two if you needed to, to keep the games competitive, to allow for the what-if factor. It can be done. They don't want to do it. I understand. I understand the cost imp- implications. I understand. I get it. You know, you got to have, what, the 49ers got to go to Arizona now, right, and play two games because San Francisco has a no physical contact, which is like – so a local ordinance, <laughs> dig this one, right? The local ordinance says no physical contact, no sports with physical contact for three weeks. So the 49ers got to go and play in Arizona, two home games in Arizona. Hey, I'm cool. I'm cool. Okay, <laughs> because you get the games played. But, I mean, this is what we have to do to keep the season going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's fine. Like, okay. But that's what I'm saying is, hey, you're the NFL. You got all the money and all the resources. You know, you got some of the most uh, valuable teams. Look at the top ten value teams in the, in, in the world. And I believe six of them, I think like Madrid, the Madrid uh, soccer team is like up there, and I think like the Yankees are up there. But I think pretty much every other team is football. You got the money. You know, let's figure this out. Every game remains how you started the season because absolutely, Jay brought it up and I brought it up. Hey, you started on on a strong foot, even with the people that opted out, even with the lack of a training camp of, of any sizable note and no preseason. You started off with some very competitive, very good games. And for the most part, the games have still remained competitive. But let's not lose sight of that as we go through. Let's not lose sight of who pays your salary, who plays, who, who you know, we're, we, we're number one. We're most important here. And, yes, you want to keep everybody safe. I'm okay with that. But come on now. You know, we could play San Francisco games in Arizona, but we can't figure out how to, do, how to move a Denver game to allow them to get one of their quarterbacks on the field. Come on now. We could do that. We could have done They could have done that. And who else in Denver? Because they accepted it. They were like, okay, you know, it's our fault. We just, this is the way it is. And kudos to Denver. I mean, I give, you know, I think it's Pat Bolin and those guys a lot of credit for not, you know, coming out into the press and making a big deal about it. They're like, well, our season ain't going nowhere anyway. But, <laughs> uh, all right. So COVID in the NFL. So this is what we're up against. We got five more games after tomorrow's game. Um, I guess we'll see what happens. More to come. COVID. Um, let's talk about a few of the, a few of what we experienced this week. <laughs> you know, I came I I came on the air uh, Friday. I think it was Friday or Saturday. I think it was Friday. I don't remember which day. I did a show. 
talked about the Cowboys, talked about Thursday, um, you know, and, and I talked last week about the emotions of being a fan and how we go through our highs and our lows. And, you know, by the time we get to game day, we're, we're ready again. Feelings have reset. We're looking for some reason to be optimistic and I have, I don't know, I'm, I'm curious what J.B. thinks as a fellow Cowboy fan. I have resigned myself to the season's going to be what it's going to be, and I'm just going to ride the wave for the last five games and see what happens. Because I find it, I find it these so-called pundits and these analysts and former players and coaches and sports writers that are so knowledgeable about the game, and they don't know shit either. Because a week ago, Dallas was going to win the division. Dallas went upset Minnesota, and they're on the right track, got the weakest schedule, got Andy Dalton back. Uh, Zeke had his first 100-yard game of the season. Uh, defense looked like it, you know, made some critical stops when it needed to. And, you know, a week ago, Dallas was going to win the division. That's what, that's what all the experts were saying. Now Dallas is dead. We lose one game. And let's be clear, a week ago, Dallas was winning the division. Now they lose one game, and now they're, they're dead. Forget them. Washington's winning the division. I, 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 they don't know. Nobody knows. I don't know either. I'm not going to beat up on my team. I'm not happy with Thursday's game, especially the, the later part of the game. I'm, I, I, I'm not happy with some of the decisions that were made and the calls that were made. I'm not going to call for anybody's firing yet. I'm going to ride these last five games and see where, see where it ends up and just hope that this team, with this extra time from COVID and the game not being played wet Thursday night but actually being played next Tuesday night, gives them more time to figure, figure shit out. That's all I can hope for. JB, hey Train, you had um, sorry, real quick, Train, Train, you had the Washington football team win the division last week too, didn't you? It was me and you. Yeah, when he uh, see the question was based on what the where the standings were, who 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 we felt was favorable, and yeah, I picked uh, I also picked Washington football team. Yeah, just okay. against the world, baby. Oh, that's what? what I think. <laughs> I don't even know why he even felt the need to say that. I, I, I was here. I know what I know what happened. Oh, I'm gonna go back on mute. <laughs> no, I, no, not you. I'm talking about Jason. I don't even know what. Okay. I'm you said everybody. JB you said everybody. <laughs> I said, said all the analysts. You ignored your two co-hosts. Um, I'm about to ignore you again. Um. <laughs> Everybody is a figure of speech. It's called a figure of speech. It doesn't hey, man, literally I'm just mean bro. every single solitary I know, I know. person. It means overwhelmingly after Dallas beat up on Minnesota and played well that all the pundits that get paid, we don't get paid to do this. So I'm sorry. Our opinions are important to us only. I'm talking about the people that get paid millions. Of, Stephen A. Smith makes $10 million a year. Skip Bayless makes $7 million a year, okay? Some of these guys that get paid millions of dollars to talk. (laughs) And I'm just saying, they all picked Dallas a week ago. Even Stephen A. was like, yeah, you know, 
Uh, as much as I hate to say it, you know, all of that bullshit. And they lose one game, and now everybody jumps off and says Washington. There were a few Redskins, <laughs> I mean, um, not Redskins, Giants, but now with Danny, Danny Dimes and his hamstring uncertainty, everybody now, everybody wants to jump to the Redskins. Now, now watch Dallas win again and be impressive and watch what happens. They don't know is my point. They don't know. JB, what are your thoughts? The, the, the funny thing on K-Star's comment, if the season were to end today, Washington wouldn't be in if the Giants are technically in first place right now. So, I, I think it's yep. just, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I, my my thoughts are in, in pretty much – Agreement with yours. Uh, I'm, I'm where I was a couple of weeks ago um, with the Steelers game. As long as they play competitive and show effort and fight and desire, that's really all I'm looking for at this point because um, mathematically not out, and I'm going to hang on to that until they are mathematically eliminated so anything truly is possible. But because of the inconsistencies, the injuries, the plate calling, the coaching, uh effort, lack thereof at times, I just want to see 60 minutes or even if it goes to overtime of a team that's just competing. Because like I had said earlier in the year, uh, when, when the struggles really started to hit the fan, that 89 Cowboys team that went 1-15, devoid of talent at damn near every position, at least they fought every single game. I like to see a fight where guys are playing for one another. Their, their coaches are coaching their asses off. Even if you don't win, at least I can hang my hat on the fact that you gave it everything you had, you left it on the field. So that's really where I'm at right now. Give me that, and I'm happy with it. Yeah, I'll, I'll be selfish. I want to win the division. <laughs> I do, too. I'm no longer happy with showing up. Showing up is what you get paid to do. I want to win the division. This, I mean, this. Let, let's let's take a minute and look at Redskins. You know, Daniel Jones has a hamstring injury, so his future uh, next couple of games is uncertain, right? Uh, Carson Wentz is hot garbage, right? I, mean, I said that last week. Y'all laughed. Y'all see him last night? Hot garbage. Terrible. Guy making that much money. Um, he just he's playing terrible. Terrible. Um, Alex Smith, I mean, Alex Smith was a starter in this league. Alex Smith uh, played well for the, the, the 49ers at one point. Lost his job to Colin Kaepernick. Played well for the Chiefs at one point. Lost his job to Pat Mahomes. Came over to the Redskins. Or the Washington, well, they were the Redskins at the time. The Washington football team lost his job to a to, to just a devastating. Um, thank God he didn't die. Thank God he didn't lose his leg injury back in the NFL. It's a great, great, great story, you know. And if you get a chance, I highly recommend they did a documentary on him, and and you know the, 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 they actually show the leg. They show it up close and personal, and it's to think that he's playing now. And he's an NFL starter now. Like it's wow. You gotta watch that. It's unbelievable. But he'll never be what he what he was. He wasn't he was actually a pretty good quarterback. Just you know, guy fell into some bad circumstances. He was actually pretty good. But he's never gonna be that guy. I mean, he's not he's 
you know, they're, the, red, the football team is winning because of their defense. They had a pretty stout defense, and that's why they are able to have four wins. <laughs> let's, 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 let's be clear. They're winning because they have a four and seven record. They're winning because they're four and seven in a division that's terrible and are in first place. At this point, I like having like Andy Dalton. Okay, I'll take him over everybody else in that division right now. I mean, obviously, I would have taken Dak from the get go, but you know, didn't work out that way. And um, I don't know. I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do about the offensive line. I mean, to lose. You know, to finally have solidified your line, finally, to have a five, get your best five on the field and to have solidified it and have the line play decently against Minnesota, first 100-yard game, you know, Andy Dalton gets the time back. Like, you finally have an offensive line. And then in the first series, your two tackles are out. And both of them look like they're going to be out, you know, three, three weeks, four weeks. So I don't know what they're gonna do, but I, I want I want I want a division win. Uh, I want a division title. Probably gonna get it, but that's what I'm hoping for. But I'm not gonna stress it no more. I'm not gonna get mad if we lose. I'm not gonna come in here and how about them Cowboys if we win? I'm just gonna glide through these next five games in this terrible, terrible division, in this terrible, terrible season, in this terrible, terrible year, and see what happens. And the likelihood is the Cowboys <clears throat> will not make the playoffs. And that'll be okay. I can live with that. And we'll get ready for next year. I'll watch whoever does make the playoffs and go from there. That's where I'm at with this team. And that's it. My emotions have been drained. I have no more emotion. I've lost them all. <laughs> you know, and, and let me just say this. I, I agree with Jay about wanting to see the team fight. But, you know, when you're going for, you know, when three – of Washington's possessions were in Dallas territory because of Dallas mistakes. And you're going for fourth and 10 from your 24 yard line. And you're, and you're doing a gadget play. I mean, the coaching staff has to give this team a chance. Like I, 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 you know, make, the right decisions that gives this team a chance. Why are you doing this to this team? And even with that, I mean, in, 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 you know, for three quarters, even with both their tackles down, they fought, right? They, they, you know, they were in this game for three quarters. But you got to give this team a chance. It's bad enough. Watch the play. I challenge everyone out there to go and watch the play where Montez Sweat makes that cap up and interception for a touchdown. I want you to watch right tackle Terrence Steele. I want him to change his name, please. Okay, you don't represent Terrence at all. Change, change your name, okay? And watch his lack of a block. He looked lost. Watch the play and watch that Montez Sweat is lined up right in front of him. And the play starts and he looks lost. And Sweat goes right around him like he's not, like he's not even there because he wasn't. And went in there and did what he did. Like, you know, so when you have that kind of play and then you're calling fake punts and all of this crap in in your own 24-yard line, come on, Dallas. Give the team a chance so that, you know, come on. Because you were in this game and then the fourth quarter just fell apart. 
I don't think the score reflected the competitiveness of the first three quarters. It did not. Fourth quarter, you just fell apart. Come on, guys. You're going to lose, you're going to lose. But at least at least lose like you did in Pittsburgh. You fought, you played hard. Okay, fine. Now, that said, you know, you got the weakest schedule. You know, you actually could win this division. You're probably going to get annihilated by Seattle or somebody in the first round. Okay. Well, come on. All right, enough about that. Let's switch to another team that's got some woes. Um, whoa. Um, Shane, I mean, <laughs> you know, at least our quarterback is in the men. At least we have our franchise quarterback. He's, he's hey, man, let's, <laughs> let's, let's not, let's not and say we did. Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, man, I understand how you feel. I'm just wondering what the solution is, bro. I'm just wondering. I'm going to tell you real I'm talk. I'm just wondering. I, 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 I don't want to see Nick Foles yeah. anymore. I know that much. I just want to see Mr. Jesse play the, play the season out. I give a damn what the record is going to be because it's not going to be enough to make the playoffs. But I would rather you just finish out with the dude, man. He looks way more exciting on the field than Nick Foles does. I got tired of seeing that statue. I, I just rather see Nick Foles, man. Uh, in particular, this game was the first – it was the first, by far the worst game of our defense. It was the, the first letdown of the defense in the entire season. Why against Green Bay they choose to do this, I do not know. I would rather you have chosen somebody else than <laughs> Green Bay. Yeah. Don't, don't look bad against the Packers. I can't uh, – I, I I don't know, man. I, I don't even know if we're gonna have our same GM and head coach at the end of the year. It it it, it still uh, looks bad. What do you think about Matt Nagy's press conference there, where his comments about um have some what was it have some pride or um or or his other comment about um if I get fired, you get fired, or you know all these. Like, is he not, in your opinion, as a Bears fan, is he not owning up to his shitty coaching? <laughs> is he not understanding? He, he hasn't. He hasn't garbage? been owning up. He hasn't been owning up to to his shitty coaching, and it took. You know, our fans can be naive as well, so I can claim naivety, naivety, or whatever the word that word is, going all the way back from 2018 when he came on the scene and we hopped 12-4. That was all Vic Fangio. I didn't realize how all it was of Big Fangio until this season because the same guys and Big Fangio had them creating turnovers, stopping the run, shutting teams down with the rate with the same guys. Chuck Pagano has us as a top defense. But it's not disruptive. It's not as disruptive. I mean, I'm literally watching teams that we play. We play them. We can't get to the quarterback with the sack. We can't force the turnover. And in the very next week, I'm watching the same team play a defense that I know isn't as good as Chicago. And they are literally beating Goss' head in. Man, it comes down to coaching. Here it is. This guy was supposed to come in to – be offensive-minded, didn't realize that we were so blinded by the 12-4 and 4 
and didn't realize, you know, that our offense really wasn't efficient under 12 and 4. I mean, hell, we couldn't really run the ball. He 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 tried to, but he got he didn't want Jordan Howard. He wanted his own running back. They drafted the guy, and you still don't use the guy. Instead, you use Cordell Patterson. I I, I don't I do not get the excitement behind that. But offensively, he gosh, he Chip Kelly did better. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's saying Chip, something. You yeah. goddamn right he did. Chip Kelly did better, bro. Like the sustainment that he has gotten as being our head coach is literally based on the fact that we have talent on defense that one coach orchestrated into a fucking monster. And the coach that followed him Chupacano's doing okay. I don't understand some of his defensive play calls. I tell you that much. But I feel like Vic Fangio held them boys more accountable. Vic Fangio fucking cast off Kyle Fuller. He was the third string cornerback. We had an injury. The other dude was trash. Kyle Fuller played and we ended up signing him to a multi-year contract and making him the highest paid cor- one of the highest paid corners. But Vangio, Big Fangio called this dude out. Like, nah, he's not putting forth the effort. I don't see it. Played his ass off. Green Bay tried to steal him. Whew, that was a close one. <laughs> Nagy, on the other you know hand. One that I, you know one of the things I enjoy is listening to guys that know their teams. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Nagy, on the other hand, <laughs> give me a minute if y'all don't if y'all don't mind, because after ahead. this I might not even say another word. Um, we have Allen Robinson. Would you guys agree Allen Robinson could be seen as a number one receiver? He's the truth. Yes, no doubt about okay. it. He's the truth. He's a quarterback his whole career. There's a stat that you know how you get those stats that fans don't know about. But analysts track, and you'd be like, that 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 stat makes a big difference on on why that guy is a top receiver. Allen Robinson leads the league in catching contested balls. He's not the fastest. I'm not even gonna say he's the best route runner. But when you throw up a fifty fifty ball, it's more like ninety ten <laughs> because he positions himself to make those balls. When he's getting draped, he makes those catches. Why the fuck are we putting Cordell Patterson out on the field? Now, mind you, that page, that phrase is about to be repeatable. You drafted um, David Montgomery because you didn't want Jordan Howard. The dude leads the league in um, – if he doesn't lead the league, he's at the top in broken tackles. Like the first man is not bringing him down, even though the first man hits him in the backfield damn near – 50% of the time that he runs the ball. Why the fuck are we putting Cordell Patterson in the game again? You drafted Darnell Mooney, who came in as a confident rookie. You know, he's he said he wants to be known for his route running and not his speed. Well, I'll be damned if he's not living up to that with the way he can get open. His, his speed is respected. 
you know, you just got to give them, you just got to design plays and get them the ball. Why the fuck are we scheming up plays for Cordell Patterson? You went, got Jimmy Graham, and on top of that, you drafted another tight end, Cole Komet, who was said to be the best tight end in the draft by many, many of the experts. Hometown boy for Notre Dame. He is ecstatic to be a Chicago Bear. It is a lifetime dream of his. Uh, you get in the red zone and you take them out. And you put in your shorters. Uh, oh, and by the way, why the fuck is Cordell Patterson in the game in the red zone? I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't quite get it. So you go, and you get the G, the GM gets all these tools because you're the offensive guy. You're supposed to be able to get the offense going. You had Mitch for three years, and you're trying to tell me that this dude is just straight trash. Listen. I think Jared Goff is garbage, but I'll be goddamn if Jared Goff don't show out sometimes. Why? Because Sean McVay makes that shit easy. Yep. Sean McVay says, fuck. Coach's job. They signed him. They signed this guy to a multi-year deal. They signed the running back. We really need to keep Aaron Donald. Glad we kept his ass because we'd really be hurting. They let Todd Curley walk. He know he's stuck with the quarterback. He doesn't really have a true number one running back. This shit is by committee. Yet, Jared Goff is running the play action, bootleg, hitting motherfuckers wide open. You mean to tell me Mitch, with all his athletic ability, can't do that? Nah, you want to put him in a shotgun, make him do read option, put all the pressure on him. You don't cut the field in half for me. You don't even design fucking plays to get it to the guys that actually know how to make them. The Allen Robinson, the David Montgomery, the Darnell movie. This shit is atrocious to watch. Now, that's naggy. The GM, his list is shorter, but his list is even more detrimental. You knew we couldn't run that fucking ball last year and the year before. And what did you do? You went into the draft. You waited to the rounds, to the fucking sixth and seventh round to draft linemen? Really? Then <laughs> we have free agency, and you go get a cast off from Seattle? And so that fixes our offensive line problems? Really. And mind you, you know, you have choices to make in a draft. You truly do. You, you took Jalen Johnson. You took Cole Komet. I get it. I'm not even mad at those two picks. But an offensive lineman would probably have been a better overall pick for the team. Because those two individuals, they can ball, but your team can't run the ball. Your team can't protect the quarterback long enough. Let's not forget, uh, in your quarterback evaluation where you need to turn over every stone, I could almost live with the fact that you drafted Mitch if you would have at least tried out every single quarterback. You didn't even take a look at the guy who won the national championship and put the team 
on his own back to do it against mm. against the baddest, <laughs> the toughest, the roughest college football team we've seen for like the past decade. It ain't easy to beat Alabama, but this dude did it. And you didn't even take a look at him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in because I know on the West Coast oh. it's twenty after seven, um, but on the East Coast oh, it's twenty after ten. So I'm gonna jump in and uh, very impressed with your knowledge of your team. But let me ask you a, got it. Um, yeah. a, a, a easy question. I think an easy question is the time to is it is the time to get rid of Matt Nagy. It is time to get rid of Matt Nagy. I truly I truly believe that. Uh, I'm not even sure if I will hold on to Chuck Pagano because even though I, I, uh, I would leave that to whoever the next head coach would be. Uh, I am, and I am partly on the way of, uh, also getting rid of the GM. He's, he's done a lot, but it makes me, it's concerning that, uh, the GM is supposed to bring talent to make the team better. You can get splash players all day, but, it, I mean, I see what – and I say this because I saw what Dallas did in the draft, and it wasn't sexy one single bit. But the next two years, they are running over everybody in the NFL with that offensive line. The most unsexy yep. picks you can make. But yet, the success on the field is the quarterback got all day and the running back is tearing it up. You can't touch him until he gets past that line of scrimmage. With a running back that's leading the league and breaking tackles, I'll take that any day. Hey, look, I, 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 a Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Will McClay, supporter and defender, especially Jerry as the owner, because I think Jerry gets a bad rap. But what do we always say about the Dallas Cowboys, one of the most talented teams in NFL that underachieves? but the talent is there. Well, that's Jerry. Jerry either makes the pick or approves the pick because he's the general manager. That's it. And that's the way it's been, you know, that's the way it's been for 30 years, over 30 years now. So that GM position, whether it's your coach that's a GM, whether you have a standalone GM, or whether it's your owner that's also the GM, whatever, whoever has that title, and overseas player personnel, that position is is it is critical to the success of any NFL team. And Trey, you hit it right on the head. I mean, the, the formula on how to win in this game has been it's out there. You know, we we've seen it. We've seen dominant offenses that have been successful and won with average defenses, and we've seen stout defenses that have gone out there and won with average offenses. And then we've seen situations like, you know, the 90s Cowboys that had both, <laughs> had stout offenses and defenses. You know, we've seen the Steelers back in the day, the Steel Curtain, and, and, and still have prolific offense with Franco Harris and Lynn Swan and, 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 and those boys and, all the, you know, all them Hall of Famers and stuff. So what – identity does a team want to be the bears Mm -hmm. historically have been a defensive team that's your history that's your legacy Mm -hmm. defensive team you've made moves on the defensive side 
that have shown to be smart moves. So Mm -hmm. that's your strength. That's your strength. So, so you need an offense that is. I don't know how to say it, but complimentary. I I, I use the word complimentary. Yep. Complimentary. You're not gonna. You 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 can't do both today. It's hard to do both today. It's hard. You know. So you you put your money in your defense. So you need to go out and have an offense. And you've got some pieces there right now. I feel mm-hmm. your pain. I see Montgomery. I see Allen Robinson. You got some pieces right now. I see Mitch play better than he's playing right now. I know because he did it to us, motherfucker. What the hell? I seen him do it. So, so I think, and honestly, I, I think Pagano's a pretty decent defensive coach. I, I really don't think you yeah. need to change him. But I think Nagy got to go. GM, yeah, taking, you know, I, I, you know, but definitely Nagy got to go. Nagy got to go. I feel your pain. I'm sitting there watching this game against the Packers, and I'm sitting there like, this is this is painful. I thought I was, I had pain watching my team collapse against the damn Washington, my my division rival. I felt your pain through through my damn cell phone. I'm holding the phone. I'm like, I feel pain. Train pain Dude. here. Let me tell you how much of an asshole this dude gets in his interviews. Here it is, our starting center, and now he plays guard due to injuries, got put on the COVID list. The reporters asked him a question about his center, you know, being on COVID. He says, well, you got to go talk to him. What the fuck do you mean he got to go talk to him? He's talking to you. You're the fucking head coach. Don't you know something? You stash, you stash Riley Ridley on a fucking inactive, and he's a better wide receiver than Cordell Patterson. I understand Cordell Patterson can offer special teams, but God damn, dude, you have it's. Oh my gosh, this ah, oh, this guy's horrible. He is really bad, and then all this BU, fuck this BU. Everybody can beat him, but can you coach? Can you beat you and coach? That would be nice. How about you be mm. that? Mm. All right. Well, let's see what happens. Good, 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 uh, good presentation. Good coverage of your team. Anybody out there listening, um, you know, you see who to go to when you want to hear about your bears. All right. Um, let's go ahead. Oh, I, I do want to make a general comment. If you guys want to follow it up with your thoughts, that's fine. If not, we can move on and, Start to get to the end of the show with the power rankings, and uh, you got pick you got pick six ready to go. Uh, me two seconds. <laughs> yeah, no, I maybe can send it, I can send it by email. Yeah, I'll send it. Okay, by email. send it by email. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I do want to say this. You guys know over the years, I have not been a big supporter of Tom Brady. I respect him. He is the goat. Um, you know, I was one of the last ones to get on the goat bandwagon, and he's definitely the goat. Um, I mean, I still think. In some areas, Joe Montana can't be touched. You know, he was a guy I watched growing up, and he did it to us a number of times. Um, but you know, you you can't you can't argue with nine Super Bowl appearances and six trophies, and you know, and and his level of play, you know. Um, but on as I say that, you know, we've had conversations on this show about Bruce Arians. I've told y'all I don't like. Him. 
I've been very honest. It's just not – I just yeah, – I, I get everybody likes him and he's a player and all that. But if you're watching the Bucks and you've watched Tom Brady's career, you can now see why I don't like him. You have the greatest quarterback to play the game. You have all the weapons in the world, and you went out and got one of the baddest wide receivers that ever played the game who still look like he can play. He don't look like he can't play. He don't look like he don't look slow. He don't look like he forgot how to run routes. You know, Antonio Brown looked like he's the same Antonio Brown to me. Now, he can't get the same attention that he got with Pittsburgh because, you know, there's other guys on that team that can light it up. Why is your scheme – Tom Brady has never been a guy whose strength has been the deep ball. That's not his game. He can throw it, but his strength has always been the short to intermediate ball. You think about those years in Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Years in New England. Tom Brady made a living off of the Wes Welkers and the Amendolas and, and those boys. He made a living off of that. He made a living off of Bronkowski and may he rest in peace. And I don't really care what anybody thinks about him. He's just the boy Aaron Hernandez. Okay. He made a living off of the short intermediate. And yeah, he could go deep when he needed to, but that was never his game. Maybe one year it was when Randy Moss played. But, shoot, I could throw it deep to Randy Moss. He's so damn good. And he'll go get the ball. But outside of that, what deep threats did Tom Brady ever use and ever have? None. That's not his game. Why the hell is Bruce Arians designing plays where Tom Brady got to go deep all the time? I don't get it. And, like I said, I got no love. This ain't about – you know, Tom Brady ain't Tony Romo. He's not my quarterback. You know, he's not, you know, I got no love for Tom Brady as an NFL quarterback, but I do have respect for his game. And me being a guy that sits at home and watches the game. And maybe I watch more Patriot games than most because I live in New England and they're always on and I'm waiting on the 430 Cowboy game. So I'm watching the one o'clock Patriot, you know, whatever, Miami game. And I know how he won, how he won all those games. That was his, that's, what, that's what he was great at, standing in the pocket and letting the guy come across the field and bam, bam. I mean, you know, that's not what they're trying to do in Tampa Bay. And even with that, he almost can't have him come back to get a little win against, the, you know, one of the top teams in the league. Like, come on, Bruce. Everybody loves you. I'm not a fan. But everybody loves you. Everybody thinks you're such a great person and a great coach and good with the players. What are you doing to your to your guy? And kudos to Tom Brady for not complaining. I know he's pissed off. Look at his expressions on the sideline. He's those expressions are not. I can't do this anymore. My game has declined. That's not his expression. His expression is this ain't my system. And I don't want to hear this crap about he's getting to pick all the plays. What's he going to come out and say, no, I'm not? Come on. Anybody that watched Tom Brady knows what he's good at. I don't understand what Arians is doing. Arians is, is, is he's, in my opinion, he needs to put break. It, Tampa Bay has the ability to, and still can be a top NFC team. 
But if you keep forcing Tom Brady to do what characteristically is not what he does to get winning in the playoffs, y'all might not make the playoffs. That's all I got to say about that. Any comments? Or are we moving? On? I, I welcome. So, I welcome. so, so I saw that T, and I had to, you know, because I saw uh, Randy Moss make that same uh, comment right before Monday night uh, football in regards to him. And Randy would know. And but yep. the other part of it, I was thinking, was okay when he did. We also when he played with Randy, he he definitely threw the deep ball a lot uh, when Randy played with him. I mean. They got freaking 25. He has 25 yeah. touchdowns, and Brady has 50 uh, to show yeah. for it. And 2007, and so, yep. Yep. And so it just makes me wonder, okay, I understand what his what he did in New England, and he was good in what, – what he did, he was good at New England. But did Brady go to – I guess this is more or less, you know – it is an understanding that when you have the quarterbacks like Brady, Manning, Breeze, you are definitely um, taking their input, catering to what they would what they would like to do. I just wonder if, uh, even though Tom Brady is struggling, that he wants to be able to throw the deep ball because he went to a team that had two receivers that. That's what they were actually good at. Like Godwin and both Evans uh, can catch the deep ball. They are fierce down the field. I mean, besides his thirty interceptions, <laughs> they had James Winston looking kind of looking kind of nice. So it just makes me wonder if how much of it is Brady as well as the as well as the coach because he went to a team that he knew. You know, pushes the ball downfield. But he went to a team. But with respect to what you're saying, he went to a team that had weapons. It was one of the attractive parts about going to that team is they had weapons. Tom Brady wants to win. I can tell you that unequivocally. He wants to win. He's not interested in stat padding. He's not interested in being flashy in his win. I can honestly say that without a doubt, having spent, having lived in New England and having watched more of his games than I care to repeat because I watched football and they were on and I watched them, you know. And I can tell you this, and like I said, you know, guys, I think you guys know me well enough. I am not a Brady fan, but I'm not going to sit here and lie on the guy. He don't care. He, he's trying to win. He will do whatever it takes to win. You tell him what he needs to do as the coach and he'll do it. And I firmly believe that Arians is saying this is the system. You've got some ability to alter and call. You know, he's got a quarterback, a veteran quarterback's leeway at the line. But I firmly believe that this is the system. And Brady is struggling because this is not what he's been – this is not how he wins. Belichick knew, obviously. He drafted him. He, you know, and he created a system. That was Brady's system. Now, does Arians adopt that 100%? Okay, there's got to be a meeting of the minds. I get that. But, you know, I still think that there's not enough consideration for what Brady does well. And, you know, 
until that happens, if that happens, if we, you saw what we're going to get. You know, we're getting, you know, come on. I, I, like I said, Brady, those interceptions, that's not Tom Brady. I, and, hey, I get it. He's 43, and, you know, but come on. That's not Tom Brady. I mean, you know, Peyton Manning was throwing interceptions like that late in his career. He had neck surgery. You know, like, he was coming back from major neck surgery and couldn't throw the ball down the field. You know, it was a totally different situation. He threw nine touchdowns and 17 picks his last season, but still had enough in him to replace what's-his-name and go and take Denver and, and win a Super Bowl because they, the system was catered to what he was able to do at that point in his career, and it was not throw the deep ball. He was checked down Charlie, but Peyton Manning was the, the best ever at offensive line adjustments. He got up to the line, could see what you were doing, and he was the best ever at adjusting to what the defense gave him and stay within what his talent allowed. And God bless John uh, Elway and Kubiak and those boys because they made it. That's how – and they had a decent defense, Von Miller and my, my guy DeMarcus Ware, they had a decent defense as well. Let's not forget about Denver's defense. And they created a scenario where Peyton was able to go get a second Super Bowl and go off into the sunset because he was done. I would hate for that not to be the case in Tampa with Tom Brady. I think he's earned that respect. And I hope him and Arians are able to create that scenario because that game started off ugly. I texted you guys like, well, I guess that's it. Now, they did a nice little comeback down the stretch there, but man, oh, man. Um, (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, Power rankings. Guys, really quiet this week. It's like the train. It's like the train. uh, uh, Yeah, let me just say something to that. Tom Brady stuff. So, I mean, about time. Arians, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I was letting y'all get your stuff in, man. I was trying to be respectful. This is what I, I get to hey, be man. respectful. I get called out. Hey, don't be polite now. <laughs> you ain't been polite your whole life. Sorry, man. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Polite your whole life. That's funny. Oh, boy. Anyway, oh, that was awesome. Uh, so, you know, Tom Brady or Bruce Arian says, you know, like, Tom calls the plays. Well, that's fine, but you got to remember. Everyone needs to remember that call to plays within the scheme. So you're still pigeonholing him to operate within the confines of your scheme. Whereas really good coaches, elite coaches, tailor the scheme to the player, not force fit the player to the scheme. And I think that they really need to make some modifications. If you want Tom to run your offense, well then maybe you shouldn't be the coach. Maybe you're not interested in winning. Maybe you're just in preserving your own ego. But you can't sit here and say Tom's running the plays. You're really just – you're playing on words there in a bit because he's running your plays, right? He's running your steam. But the fact of the matter is he needs to meet Tom in the middle, you know, find some stuff that they both like. Uh, really, honestly, he should just defer to Tom and fuck his ego. He hasn't done shit, you know, let's be honest. Um, he should let Tom run the offense from the scheme, not just the place, the scheme. And, you know, it seems like the problems that they do have offensively, it's coming down to communication and a lot of interceptions that I've seen have come off blitzes where the receivers are either running off the route wrong because of miscommunication or Tom's trying to haul it or throw it deep when that's not his 
his game. Changes within the scheme. It's possible. You have Tom Brady. And, and let him call the plays within within the comfort of the scheme that he wants to deploy, not you for serious. It is it is not often that I could say that K-Star is 100% spot on, but this is one of those rare times that K-Star is nailing it. That's exactly, he said it much more succinctly and to the point than I did. I got all emotional about it. I guess I'm emotional, I don't know, but I got all emotional about it. Um, but that's exactly the way it should be done, and I don't think that's what's been going on in Tampa. And, you know, I picked the Bucks because I'm always going to go with experience over talent. You know, Patrick Mahomes is is talented beyond words. He's just incredibly <sighs> talented. Um, and I know train, 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 train. This is this is going to be a uh, you know train's got to experience this pain for a long time. <laughs> that that could have been his quarterback. <laughs> I get it, bro. I get it. I get it. Him and who? Lamar Jackson too, right? Uh, um, uh, Deshaun. Deshaun Watson. Oh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun oh, there you Watson. go. Yeah. You know, there you go. My God. Um, yeah, <sighs> I, I, I feel, I feel the pain. Um, <laughs> Throw up but, my mouth. You, you know, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> um, but you got a guy that I mean, I think when it comes to football IQ, I think Brady's off the charts. You know, like I said, I'm giving the man the credit that he's earned. I don't like to do. Frankly, I just don't, you know, it's whatever. TV 12, these nuts, you know. But I give the man his credit. He's been playing for 20-plus years, nine Super Bowl appearances, six wins. I don't give a damn if it was him or Belichick. He was the, head, he was the starting quarterback, you know, a boy. He had one season. He tore his ACL, whatever, was out for the year. Other than that, you know, 43 years old, avoids major injuries, you know. Got to give credit where credit is due. I hope. For Tampa's sake, for Brady's sake, I hope that they do something about this. I really do. Um, all right, enough on that. Let me uh, let me uh, run to the pick six. JB, you still with us? Yep, I am here. Not a whole lot. Uh, said everything that I was going to say. He was right with it. You know what? Yep. Let me add one thing real quick. One thing. With Bruce Arians, I think y'all remember, I think it was during the offseason or even maybe just before the season was over, something like that, where he said basically any quarterback can, can fit in the system. Y'all remember that, that comment or something along yep. those lines? Yep. Right there, right there should have shown you the level of arrogance of this person. Um, yep. And then he doubled down on it and gets Brady. Notice how every time they lose or don't play well, He's throwing Brady under the bus, but when they yep. do win, he, he's he's reaping the praise on on the team as a whole. Y'all notice that? Yep. All right. So yep. And I say all that further back up what K Star said. You you don't bring in a nine time Super Bowl appearance, six time Super Bowl winning quarterback, and force feed him the way you want to have it done. You have to show some humility and and understand that this guy knows how to win Super Bowls. He's been there. He's been to a place that you haven't been. You have weapons around him. You can use the weapons to his, at his disposal to how he needs to have them used. The level of arrogance that, I'm, that I've seen 
from last year with, with Jameis, which makes me really think Jameis really wasn't as bad as what people said he was, and I didn't think he was either. He just made too many, too many gambles, but that's the system that Arians wants. But you've got Brady who doesn't do that, so why not cater to what Brady likes since he has been a six-time Super Bowl-winning champion? doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, you know, Jay, you hit on something about, you know, Arians has coached, you know, he, I think he did some time in Pittsburgh with Ben, and, you know, he, he's, he's yeah. been around the league and had some top quarterbacks that he's coached. But Brady doesn't, like, at this point, ain't nothing you're going to be able to teach Brady. Ain't nothing you're going to be able to show Brady. He's done it right. all. He's been there and done it all. You can't treat right. him like, you know, like, I, you know, well, give me respect for what I've done. No, and he really should be in this case. In this case, it should be the other way around. Brady walks exactly. on water compared to you, bruh. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent, Jay, a thousand percent. And I think this is why I never liked the guy, because I think that arrogance, you know, like Jim Schwartz, who y'all know I never liked as a Detroit head coach, and he's going to come out and tell Metcalf, yeah, I coached uh, Megatron, and you're not there yet. Well, yeah, how you feel now? How you like me now? 178 receiving yards later. Like, what are you dude's thinking? an idiot, man. Oh, my God. That was so <laughs> Just dumb. don't say it. Right. All, all like, he had to do is say, I, I, I coach Megatron. I see a lot of similarities. Keep up the great work. Don't miss it. <laughs> not, right. You're like, not on his you level. You don't do something that's going to piss, piss the guy off. Oh, my gosh. It's called bullshit. And I never liked him either. If I was Darius Slay, I'd have, I'd, have, I'd have got in trouble that day. I'd have been beating my coach's ass. Like, man, don't you ever since <laughs> thrown you made my night rough. <laughs> right. And and and, oh, in, and in all honesty, I don't think the Megatron comparison, I don't see him as Megatron. I see him as the second coming of T.O. Y'all know I yeah. watched a lot of T.O. And he looked, he looked, he got that, that run after catch. He's got that. You know, he can go up and get the ball like T.O. was able to do. He can go in the middle and catch the ball, and he can go deep. You know, I don't see Megatron. Megatron was a little bit different. I think Megatron had had better hands, you know, but I think T.O. was just a strong, and, and I know Megatron was a beast, but T.O. was a monster runner after catch, and that's what I see Metcalf, like, powerful. More so than Megatron. T.O. was like, you know, and I see him as a T.O., you know, and which, you know, neither comparison is an insult, you know, shit. But, um, but for Schwartz to say that, man, I don't like arrogance. With, you know, when you're a head coach, to me, like, er, you know, there's no room for arrogance, you know. And, and guys like Belichick, who could be as arrogant as hell, what does he do? He don't say nothing. He's more talkative this year than normal because he ain't got Brady. So he's saying a little bit more. Yeah, but never disrespectful. Arrogant. Never disrespectful to players. Never. 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 never that. You don't give them bulletin board material. You don't get – I mean, he came out. They said, oh, was it Jim Swartz? And, you know, <laughs> Metcalf probably realized, oh, shit, Swartz was Detroit's head coach. I guess it, this one's pretty obvious. I guess I can't say. I guess I got – yeah, it was him. Like – I, 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 yeah, so that's why I've never liked Ari- Ari- Arians. I felt like he had that same arrogance, and Jay nailed it. It's the same thing, you know. You've got, you know, the goat, and if 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 I'm coaching the goat, 
You know, I remember uh, Doug Collins, Coach Michael Jordan. You know, the play he called, give Mike the ball and get the fuck out the way. <laughs> That's the play he would call. I am not bullshitting. You can see the press conference where Doug Collins sat up there and said, yeah, you know, they, the question was something like, so, you know, yeah, Michael, the Bulls, and blah, 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 and, you know, you know, how do you, how do you, you know, does Michael run it? You know, he's like, uh, yeah, plays I call, I give Michael the ball and get the fuck out of the way. Like, to me, it's like, Tom, what do you want to do here? <laughs> you know, how, how do we make this work for you? How do we make this work? Tell us what you need, you know? Oh, you want me to go get Antonio Brown? Okay, cool, we're going to go get him. What else you need? You know, uh, Gronkowski, yep, got him for you. What else you need? Like, to me, it's tell me what you need, bro. You know this thing. I'm doing whatever you want, bro. You got. If it's within my power, you got it. Tell me what you need. We, we about to take this ride. We're going to ride you to the Super Bowl. Tell me what you need. No. Oh, you can stick any quarterback in here. I'm glad Jay reminded us of that. I forgot about that. You can stick any quarterback yeah, in there. I, I did because as soon as he said that, I said, "All right, <laughs> you sealed your fate." And and now look at him. Well, that's like that's like Jerry Jones when he said that all you know any coach could coach the Cowboys back in the day, and that was a bunch of crap. And I've had arguments with people about the UConn women, and people feeling like anybody could coach the UConn women, and I'm like, y'all y'all wasn't around when this 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 machine was being built. Y'all acting right. like this just that, that Gino just walked in and had all these, you know, all Americans like this this just happened. Like I was there. First of all, I was there, <laughs> like literally on campus when this was when this was happening. But I'm also as Jay knows, we were here in Connecticut watching this program being built. And then people oh, anybody could coach that team. No. No, it's actually harder to coach a lot of talent than it is to coach no talent. And if you've never yep. coached, you'll never understand that difference. But it's much harder to coach a lot of talent. So anyway, I digress. I get off. I get off on tangents. That's that's my bad. Let me get. Let's go ahead and get the power uh, rankings in because um, I'm disgusted with the NFL again. I'm just disgusted. Um, we've got the Titans at number five. We've got the Packers at number four. We've got the Saints at number three. We've got the Chiefs at number two. Let me repeat myself: the Chiefs at number two. And we've got the Steelers at number one. I am sorry, K-Star, that you have to be subjected to the ignorance that is the NFL and the pundits and the power rankings that other people do, that after 10 games and your team has not lost a game and people still want to put Kansas City number one. The question isn't if they played, who would win? Honestly, I don't know that the Steelers can beat Kansas City right now. I really don't know. I'd love to see the game, and we might see that game at some point. But that's not the question. Power rankings. And after 11 weeks now, we still still got to play tomorrow. Okay? But from what we know, Steelers have not lost a fucking game. And from what I know, no matter how good Kansas City's playing now, they lost to Las Vegas. A team that, by the way, just got stopped. Might I add? They just got their shit pushed in by the Falcons. Yep. Yep. Mm. Curb stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's the team that beat Kansas City. And everybody can have a bad night. Everybody can have a bad game. I'm not saying Kansas City going to be there. They're going to be part of this story. We're going to be talking about them going into you know, late January. They're going to be right there. There's no doubt about it. 
But right now, they have a loss and the Steelers don't. I don't get it. I'm sorry. I don't get it. Your team is the best team in the NFL right now. And until someone beats them, they are the best team. Kansas City, hey, they might beat Pittsburgh head up. Might do it. But they got that L. <laughs> you still got that L. You are not unblemished. You got that L. And it might be 11-0 and versus 10-1 and after tomorrow. You know, I, 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 you know, and this was, if you recall, I brought this up before, and Train will remember this. We had this argument in reverse with you, K-Star, because you always would be the one to make the argument that the Chiefs were the best team. And we would argue with you saying, but this team is undefeated. Now you see, because now you're on the other side of the argument that you were against back in the day. You recall? Yep. Some bullshit. Some bullshit, man. Yeah. Now, now all of a sudden he's like, yeah, of course. Of course, Steelers are the best team. <laughs> and I get it. Kansas City is playing. I mean, bro, I get it. We are. Kansas City's, play, Kansas City's playing phenomenal. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. No one can argue that. But they got enough. They did get hit that up. I apologize for people out there that that don't want to give the Steelers their credit because it's hard to go undefeated in this league. It's hard to play 10. And this year, with everything that's been going on, and the Steelers haven't lost a game. They haven't had a game. Ben Ben always has a five-interception game. Ben always has a five-interception game. You can book one of those every year for Ben. He's going to have that one game, and we're going to say, oh, come on, Ben. You're a four horseman. You can't do that. Stop it. And had that yet this year. Coming off that surgery, no Antonio Brown, no Le'Veon Bell. Got some dude named Claypool. (laughs) Got some dude named Connor. (laughs) Got Minka. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I give you credit where it's due, bro. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Y'all top of the mountain right now. Right now, you top of the mountain, and that's then y'all de- and you deserve it. Undefeated, man. I will never take a team with one loss and put them over an undefeated team. It won't happen. Sorry. Um, Shane's gonna email us the pick six. Cool. Uh, last order yep. of business before we get on out of here. I don't know if she's still listening or not. Um. You know, the the, 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 the the thing says that she's listening, the, the switchboard, but, you know, sometimes she falls asleep because, you know, late. But um, I do want to wish my lovely girlfriend a happy birthday. Her birthday is Friday, and we have a little tradition here on the Madden Voice, so here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. All right. So happy birthday, Lena. Um, Birthday's Friday, and um, I'm cooking dinner, and it's going to be off the chain. All right. Um, Thank you, JB. Thank you. Thank you. 
Um, all right, guys, final thoughts, and we'll get on out of here. Um, I guess we'll start with JB since he just spoke up. Final thoughts. The final thoughts are kind of where we started off uh, this evening. Really just hoping that we can get through all of this, and I'm just glad that no one has gotten seriously ill so far. Hopefully this will continue. Hopefully we don't have any other outbreaks or protocols not being followed, whatever you want to call it, so that we can have some smooth sailing moving forward, especially given the the fact that we are in that holiday period. Um, we're just hoping everything can, can finish off right and we can get into the Okay. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Train, final thoughts. Um, you know, I didn't, and I, I didn't say it when we were talking about the whole COVID thing. Um, um, but I, I did, you know, as a part of me that was wondered, should we, should we, should they even have bothered to have a season? You know, because the NFL has uh, so much more challenges than the NBA had to deal with uh, because of the number of athletes and the number of trainers and the number of coaches and the number of staff members that are needed in order to have their operation up. Um, The NBA was just in a different situation where the season was further along, so they didn't need every every team, so it's operating on a smaller scale. So it just makes you wonder. Not really, not really big. It just makes you wonder if they should have. But outside of that, I'll just simply say this week: I just really hope, you know, they continue to just uh, stay safe. Um, I did have like the, you know, uh, I think we brought it up on the show that Cam that when we saw Cam Newton after COVID, he didn't seem like the same guy. So as healthy as these guys are, um, this disease can affect them too. So um, just hoping they can continue to tighten things up and whatever protocol they have in place, strengthen it, uh, because at the end of the day, the health of the guys as far as the longevity of life is what matters most than than us enjoying a, a game. So just hope they can stay safe because it's spiking. Okay. All set. K-Star, final thoughts. Yeah, happy birthday to your girl. Wanted to say that. Hopefully she's listening. Hopefully you let her enjoy her light show. Come on, Mike. So, you know, just something that I thought was funny from our actual fantasy league. If you guys just want to Look at my team and look at my bench, and you can just see how COVID has obliterated my week. You've got Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbs, Jonathan Taylor, Man, Mark Andrews. All don't even talk to me. Don't even talk to me about it. Just looks, <laughs> it just looks crazy. It, it, it looks so insane. Oh, um, yeah, so it's been a challenging year on all fronts, on the football field and the fantasy field, um, given the COVID situation, but. You know, we just have to make the best of it. Hopefully, the NFL does too. And let's enjoy this last month of the season and uh, get ready for some football tomorrow. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Go Steelers. All fucking time. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to enjoy seeing a game on Wednesday, man. That's that's a new experience, man. I may even have to make, like, some wangs <laughs> right? or something. You know, I may have to, you know, shoot. I'm going to enjoy it. I, had, I, I, think, I think I picked Baltimore. Um that was one of our pick six, right? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. All right, let me change that to Pittsburgh because Lamar Jackson ain't playing. So um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I picked Baltimore with the thought that Lamar Jackson was playing. He ain't playing. I can't go with Baltimore, so I'm going to make that change to Pittsburgh right now. Um, so, um, so yeah, so she just texted me. I think she woke up. I honestly think she was asleep, but um, <laughs> she just texted me. Thank you. So she thanked all you guys for birthday yeah she wants to watch the light show tomorrow or something she i guess watches every year as part of her birthday celebration so um more power to her um so i, I you know i'll be brief the only thing I'm, i i echo everybody's thoughts particularly trains about there is something bigger than football um you know it, it is bigger than football and we do want people to stay safe and not catch this terrible disease and you know today is something called giving tuesday and if you Google it, you know, it's been fairly well advertised, but it's just a day that they do it every year. And it's just a day that people, you know, you're asked to kind of, you know, dig into your pockets and contribute to your favorite charity, your favorite nonprofit. Um, I came on last week and mentioned Feeding America. It happens to be a group that I work with as part of what I do for a living. Um, you know, train that asked me about that group. I appreciate your, your uh, you know, asking train and, you know, I, I would just urge everyone, first of all, you know, it's healthy to give if you have it. Um, and and it really doesn't have to be a lot of money. No one's asking you to break the bank. You'd be surprised. I mean, the way this really operates is they count on getting a lot of small donations from a lot of people, not not a couple of big donations. It doesn't work that way. You know, you don't, you know, you know, if a million people give $5, that's $5 million. Now, most people can, most people under normal circumstances, $5 doesn't hurt you. So if a million people gave $5, that's $5 million. Okay. And there's a lot you can do with $5 million. That's the basis of a day like Giving Tuesday. Um, so I would just ask again that people think about if, if you have a favorite charity, you know, this is, would be the time to support them. If you don't have a favorite one, think about the one I mentioned, because food insecurity is a big problem in this country. It's a huge problem as we speak right now in the richest nation in the world. There are people that just don't know where their next meal is coming from. And I'm not talking about people that are living in shelters and all that stuff. That That's there, too. I'm talking about people that live in houses and have cars and, and you know, like like middle-class people, and they're struggling to figure out, when their next meal is coming from and they're sitting in lines for hours in their car to get a box of food for free because they don't have the money to go out and grocery shop because of what's been going on because they were laid off or furloughed or something with the pandemic, something hit with COVID, you know, and, and it's sad and, and we're better than this, you know, and I, and I will say it again, it pisses me off when the guy in Washington is out there playing golf and people are dying over this thing every day. The guy in Washington is playing golf every day and people can't figure out where their next meal is coming from. Got to sit in line in Dallas, Texas for five hours to get an 80 pound box of food so they can eat for the next week. It's, 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 it's sad. And we, we should, and we, we need to be better than this. So I hope everyone can find a few bucks and can you know give it to your favorite group, and if you don't, hey, check out check out Feeding America. I can vouch for them personally. I work with them 
personally, and I can tell you they're a quality group. Now, they may not have a group in your area called Feeding America. They're the parent group. It may be under another name. You've got to do a little legwork to see if there's a food pantry or a food shelter or a food distributor in your area that, that is part of their group. And if anyone wants help with that, I'm on Twitter, at the Madden Voice. Just send me a message. If you're that interested and say, hey, I live in Toledo, Ohio. I live in Bumfuck, New Jersey. Is there an affiliate in my area? I will look it up and I will let you know. I will, give, I will go to that extent. I just think it's that important. Housing is important, but having a meal, you know, we take it for granted. We can go right now and in our kitchens and cook a meal. We can go right now, get in our car and drive to a restaurant and pick up a meal. We can go and get on our app and order a meal. You know, anytime we want, you know, we can eat. There's a lot of people that today they just can't. They're struggling. Let's help our brothers and our sisters. Let's do what we can to help our fellow countrymates. Okay, I'm done. I don't set my piece on it. Um, want to thank you guys. Great show as always. Hey, we get football tomorrow on a Wednesday. Get back to some football. Um, no football Thursday night this week because the Cowboy game got moved, and we'll get back to some games over the weekend. So, hey, we're going to limp to the finish line, but we're going to make it. So for Dr. Chain, for K-Star, for JB, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I may do another show later in the week. Um, I really want to look at the NFC East and really figure out, you know, what, what – kind of look at it through my Dallas Cowboy eyes and say, is there a true, does Dallas really have a chance or are we just dreaming? That's what I want to do. So I may do that later on in the week. So JB, K-Star Train, thank you guys again for a great show. Happy birthday, Lena. Can't wait for Friday. We're going to have a good time. We have a good night. So on that note, good night, everybody. And remember, never forget where the feuds are settled. That's right, on the field. Take care. Bop 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 b